At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Second hour here of Follow the Money on these in the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Montobel, Matt Humans alongside as well. Coming up in uh, just about five minutes, Jeff Seal is going to be with us. Cutmaker Jeff up on Twitter as we discuss everything with the British Open. It's a British Open loaded back half of the show. Stephen Hannity, Golf Digest will be with us at the bottom of this hour. Nick Bogdanovich, bottom of the final hour. But Matt Humans, second half of, is upon us in Major League Baseball after another day off. We will get action yet again. But something sticks out in terms of the uh, markets that are out there and available because we do have win totals set for these teams, alternate win totals, as we move forward into the year, adjusted win totals. And I will say, so I poured through quite a few of them yesterday. And, you know, we can go through the, the important ones, right, like the Boston Red Sox, 91.5 win total set for the, you know, for the season now. Uh, record right now, 55-36, and 36, so you need them to go 37-34. and 34. Can I throw one at you that stuck out to me? And it is not a very sexy team. Uh, let's see, Detroit Tigers. No, but it's the same division. Okay. The Minnesota Twins are 39-50 and 50 at right. the break, right? Yeah, to keep in mind also that most of these teams have played 90 games, mm-hmm. right around 90 games, so the all-star break is not exactly the midway point. It is not. So 39-50 and 50 for the Minnesota Twins, win total of 77.5, which means a team that finished the first half 11 games under would mm-hmm. need to go 39-34 and 34 the rest of the way. Seems unlikely, right? I mean, I just I wonder when you looked at when that kind of stuck out to me, and you uh-huh. see, you know, the original win total in comparison to what the win total is that set for the second half. The Minnesota Twins have had their issues, and uh, to ask and only five games above five hundred is not that much, but for a team who finished eleven under through these first ninety or so games, it seems like a tall task for the Minnesota no, Twins. That's actually given the way they uh, it's. Good observation on your part. The Twins went into the All-Star break on a four-game win streak to get to yeah. 39 and right. Yeah, It's not like they've been playing consistent yeah. baseball to get to that point. Others that have stuck out in terms of what you're expecting in the second half for a couple of these, especially the American League teams, right? Uh, the Yankees, for example, win total set 87.5 record needed for that in the second half. Uh, 42 and 41 as they are now 46 and 43. Yeah, think about the Yankees, too. A lot of books had that win total around 95, yep. 96. Now it's been lowered to 87 and, a, 87 and a half, and the Yankees, like you said, are 46 and 43 uh, right now. And off a demoralizing loss right before the All-Star break, they took a 7-2 lead into the ninth inning against the Astros on Sunday and choked it up and uh, lost to the Astros 8-7. to seven. And that game, the bullpen 
has been a debacle mm-hmm. for the Yankees, and that was supposed to be one of the strengths. I'm not overly optimistic that the Yankees uh, are going to play great baseball in the second half. But, JVT, there's always the chance that the Yankees are going to make some moves at the deadline to improve this team. And we'll see what type of moves the Yankees make this month. Well, and that, that plays into the other teams that could <laughs> potentially be selling those pieces, right? When you're looking across the board, sure. Cubs. Uh, How about right, the Cubs? I was say the Cubs, what that means for them going in uh, to a second half as well. How about a team like the Texas Rangers, whose win total 66 and a half? They're 45 and 45 now uh, to surpass that, just a 22 and 50 record in the second half. But if you're selling off Gibson, Joey Gallo, what does that mean for that team, yeah. right? As they move forward, so uh, these are up all available at uh, DraftKings. But pretty fascinating to see what you could expect out of these teams as you move into. The the second half and some adjusted win totals. Well, let us not dilly and or dally. We have the British Open. Let's talk about that with Jeff Seeley coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Major League Baseball season resumes on Thursday with the Yankees hosting the Red Sox. Yankees at 46 and 43 have it over under of 87 and a half. The Red Sox 55 and 36. Over under 91 and a half. That is juice to the under. Red Sox are the dollar ten favorite to win the AL East. Rays plus 175. Yankees seven to one. Blue Jays are ten to one. The Open Championship of the Royal St George's Golf Club Thursday. John Rahm plus 750. He's the favorite. Brooks Kepka 14 to one. Xander Shoffley 16 to one. Jordan Spieth. 18 to 1. Bucks laying four against Phoenix today, game four of the NBA Finals. Football season is almost here. Our experts profile every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus the best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 and discounts available when you buy both the guide and subscribe to VSIN. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. What's going on and welcome in. A reminder for all of you, by the way, that our college football betting guide, it's it's on the way. So is the college football season. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, early season trends to watch. So you have a betting edge this football season. Guys, only nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. And discounts are available when you buy early. So now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at slash subscribe. So with that in mind, college football betting guide on the way, let us look ahead to the British Open, which begins tonight. Tomorrow? Whatever tonight. it is. Yeah, all right. Begins tonight. Tonight. Uh, the, the time difference is very weird. Jeff Seeley is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Cutmaker. Jeff, of course, who was nice enough to give us some time earlier this morning, discuss all the insights is going down to the British Open. Jeff, thank you for the time. Uh, so let's start here because I think the course is pretty fascinating. We look at, right, we talked about this, the fairways, the undulations, and how random it might get, even if you're accurate off the tee. Uh, what is or what should be the main takeaway when you study this course for handicappers as you move into the British Open tomorrow? Hey guys, it's great to be with you. And, and you, you know, you just said one of the things you just said is is um, it's going to be you know hard to to hold the fairways. Um, so I, honestly, I looked at it and just said, how accurate can you be with your with your drives, knowing that a lot of balls are still going to roll out if you're spraying all over the place. I mean, there's deep deep rough and and crazy fescue, so it's going to be really hard to find your ball. Um, so I think driving accuracy is still important. Um, but then I looked at wedge play, stand saves, and just scrambling in general because you'll be, you know, your ball's going to roll off the green a lot. You're going to be in all kinds of weird positions. So, I mean, you've got to be able to scramble. Um, and I think if you're – and because of that, proximity with your your wedges is going to be critical because if you can stick the green and avoid any of the, the roll-off waste areas, then um, I think you'll have an opportunity. All right. And uh, as you pointed out, a 7,200-yard – Par 70, brutal rough, fescue, uh, punitive bunkers. This course is going to play hard, especially if it gets windy. Jeff, have you uh, seen anything in the weather forecast to uh, point you in one way or another and say, hey, these guys have an edge with uh, tee times on Thursday or Friday when guys might be playing? You know, Matt, I, I looked a little bit, and I, the, the worst I've seen wind-wise is 15 miles an hour so far projected on Thursday. Obviously, it's harder to project later on in the weekend. 
Um, one of the things I did read was what I, I think it was the greenskeeper there was saying that the wind is usually less earlier in the in the day, and so um, I think that might be something as we look at live opportunities as the weekend goes on. If we if we can find some guys who we have a early tee time, maybe can go out and post a good number. And frankly, a good number at this might be like sixty nine, right? Yeah. Um, but some guys who can go out and still post a good number early. The wind picks up in the afternoon. It could be it could wreak havoc, and you're in the clubhouse. That might be the safest place to be. I'm not sure how much British Open trivia JVT knows, but JVT, do you know the name of the greenskeeper at Royal St. George's? George. It's uh, Carl. Carl okay. Spackler. Okay. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. And uh, Jeff. What happened last week? You were going to make an appearance with us, and you lost your phone. You <laughs> left it in an Uber or a taxi. Did you find the phone? Did everything work out okay? The, uh, ultimately, it did. The worst part <laughs> is I'm one of those guys who has his phone is also his wallet. And so oh, I had my credit card and ID in there and everything. You talk about panic. When I got to my hotel elevator and realized I didn't have my phone or wallet or ID or anything, um, that that is uh, that's a tough scene. <laughs> that but all's well that ends well. That is scary when that happens. Sadly, uh, our lives revolve around our phones, and when you lose it, you're in a tough spot. All right, so uh, you and I are on the same page, I think, in this British in terms of a guy who's always one of your favorites, and I like him here too, Brooks Kepka. You can get him around 18 to 1. Tell us why you like Brooks and the British. So, again, I, you've heard me talk about him a lot, but I think still think he has value at 16-1 to 1 or so. I think he's a tremendous top five play at plus 350, strong top ten play at plus 160. Uh, it, it's unlikely that a guy who has gone fourth, 39th, 6th, and 10 in his open history and who has European experience before coming to the PGA Tour, he doesn't find himself in the hunt. I really think he'll be in the hunt on Sunday. Um, I, I don't have to go through all of the history, but the story is well told. I, I'm really excited, too, that uh, I made a live play. I had Cam Davis and the Rocket Mortgage um, at, at, uh, at 10 to 1 live. I put 200 bucks on him, parlayed with Kepka. Now, if Kepka gets there, it's $33,000 payday, which would be, uh, which would be nice. That's, that's the advantage of live betting. No, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> extremely well. All right, so as we look at this now, so Kepka near the top of the board in terms of the odds, 16, 17 to 1, depending on where you can find him, Jeff. Uh, so walk us through maybe a couple of the bombs on this board that you're willing to take. Yeah, yeah guys, I'm really taking a very different approach this week. Um, a lot of times I'll take several guys in the, in the 20s and 30s. Um, the only guy that I really like this week, I, I mean, listen, I like a lot of these guys, and I can make a case for a lot of them. But it, I think it's harder because there's a ton of volatility, um, given the difficulty, given what the wind can do. Um, so I'm going to look to play some of these guys more top ten than I am um, outright initially. I'm probably in some matchups, but um, the, one of the, the reason, you know, so I like Louis, I like Matt Fitzpatrick. I bet them both top tens, but the main guy that I'm looking at outright, other than Kepka, is Patrick Cantlay. I've run five different models, um, and every time he shows up in the top three. So I'm going to play him at 35-1 to 1 or better. Um, he's finished 41st and 12th in the Open. In the past nine months, he has two wins, top 25s and three of his four majors, and five more inside the top 20. Four more finishes inside the top 20. So um, I like Cantlay at 35-1. to 1. His results at Memorial are the exact prescription for what we need this week. So he gained 3.7 strokes off the tee. He gained 6.1 on approach. 4.5 strokes around the green, which is going to be critical this week, and 2.8 strokes putting. So he had similar results at the Zozo. I know he can put it all together, and if he does, you know, Cantley's a world-class player. 35 to 1 is a great number. That is a pretty good number on Patrick Cantley. Okay, you talked about Louis Ustazen and Matt Fitzpatrick. I played each of those guys on the Futures. Ustazen at 36 to 1, and Fitzpatrick, at, I got him at 58 to 1. Uh, Aside from those, are you looking at more Euro players uh, in this uh, British Open? Uh, yeah, because I, I, I think that tends to be the obvious approach for a lot of us who are handicapping. We look for more Euro players in this event. Are you, you doing the same thing here? Yeah, for sure, man. And, and it's hard, though, because right when you're, when you're running models and, and looking at data, so much of the stuff we have is U.S. Open data. 
is PGA data, and it's hard to to really correlate or translate a lot of Euro data because the statistics aren't as strong. And so you have to kind of through some of that. And some of these guys like Abu Zayden, who uh, Robert McIntyre, Higo, you know, have some experience on the PGA Tour, albeit not a ton, and they play a fair amount in Europe. So it's it's kind of more art than science this week. Um, and, and but yeah, for sure, because I, when you look at the numbers, there, you know, every year past the top ten is Europe. And and you, so you run these models, and Americans just pop all up at the top. But you've got to really kind of filter down and figure out. Okay, if I know it's going to be, you know, realistically, there are probably 20, 20 to twenty five European guys who I think can finish inside the top ten. And really, is just trying to to, to to you know drill it down and say, okay, where are the value in those guys? I look at guys like the Zayden, who's got a tremendous short game, just needs to get in trouble off the tee. Robert McIntyre, who I mentioned, a great Lynx player. Um, Higo, 80-1, to one, just won on tour a few weeks ago to get hot here. Guido Migliosi, everybody who likes now, great form, play ball in the human, and play even better here. Those are a handful of guys um, that I think will be very popular in DFS um, and, and I think will be popular best this week. But one other guy, guys that I looked at, um, I bet top 10, and I think it'll be really interesting here, he's 60 to 1 outright, is Harris English. Uh, in his last three starts, he's gone 14th, 3rd, and one was won the Travelers last time out. He's 2 to 1 top 20, which I absolutely love. He was 15th at the Open in, in, in Muirfield in Scotland when it played very tough, and Phil won at 3 under. We know Harris is, you know, can grind it out and can play well. He's coming in an amazing form, 60 to 1 for Harris English. And how about this one? Um, Lucas Glover's 250 to 1. Now, we, I know he's Lucas Glover, but he's a great ball striker, and really his bugaboo has always been putting. He's gained strokes putting in five straight tournaments. You know, Zach Johnson parlayed a ton of in the British Open uh, several years ago. So 250 to 1, Lucas Glover, I've spent money on work. Yeah, Nick Bardanovich and William Hill mentioned Lucas Glover to me a couple of days ago at that price as a, uh, a long shot that he likes. So some of the players in the uh, Jeff Seeley just mentioned there, and again, follow him on Twitter at Cupmaker Jeff. Bazudenhut, Bobby Mack, Garrett Higo, Brian Harmon, Sam Burns, Migliazzi, Lanto Griffin, and Lucas Glover. Those are long shots for the British Open uh, this week. I was really surprised, Jeff, when I read through all your notes, and I, I never saw the name Patrick Reed. What's the deal? You know, this, uh, here's the thing. I, I, I think that um, there's, a, there's an argument to be made for, for Reed and Speed. I, I, was, I, I really believe, and I think, um, uh, I, for, I forget who said it best, but I really believe one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to play really tough, and if it does, it's going to be a Speed Reed uh, type tournament. If it plays easy, guys like JT and Morikawa are going to come into play. Um, and I think Ben Rouse said it on one of the podcasts really well. Those, those two guys, you kind of correlate and play together. So um, because it hasn't been, I, I can, the forecast early doesn't look like crazy wind, um, I'm certainly going to look to play both Spieth and Reed live um, in the right opportunity. Um, and frankly, I may look to play Morikawa live if, if the right spot comes up. Morikawa grades out really high in one of my models, number one in one of my models. Um, it just depends on the wind. I, I have 20 miles power. 20 mile an hour wins. I hate Morikawa, mm-hmm. um, but if down and he could stick everything, he could tear he could tear this place up. So um, I'm really going to wait wait to see that a little bit more. And if it becomes a slog fest, Patrick Reed it, and I was, and I never bet Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed will be on the radar too. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. I hope it is uh, somewhat windy. I played a matchup and I, I bet Brooks Kepka minus one twenty five over Morikawa. Jeff, I wanted to get your uh, take on it real quick because. Uh, Colin Morikawa played Lynx golf for the first time last week at the Scottish Open, and he didn't play well. He was three under, I think finished in a tie for 70th or 71st, almost missed the cut. So I, I, I was a little bit surprised that Kepka was that short a favorite over Morikawa. But, you, but you, you think if this course plays easy and there's not much wind, that's definitely going to help his case this week, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, when you – because we know this, he's the best iron player on tour, and and so when you if you he hits his drives and bomb, but he gets it straight, he doesn't need to bomb it this week. If he's 
keeping the fairway. I mean, yeah. if you're not missing, if you're not missing greens. I mean, the yeah. most important thing. Hey, all right, yeah, Jeff. Jeff, real quick, let's see if you can call me back and reset it really quickly because we, we're really losing you uh, in that regard. So the, the prop that you mentioned, excuse me, the matchup that you mentioned too, by the way, see so a bit at minus one twenty-five as of yesterday here at Circuit. The matchup kept up to like a minus one thirty or so mm-hmm. right. over Colin Morikawa. And uh, there's a, by the way, a ton of matchups that you can follow here. Uh, but really wanted to get his thoughts on that and a couple of other of these matchups if we have time. You know, one of the golfers that has stuck out to me, humans, in terms of uh, some potential, a guy like Webb Simpson, right? And how he does in this course, especially against a guy like Jason Day, certain matchups like that. I think Webson, you know, I got Webb Simpson at sixty-one to one, something like that here at Circa, yeah. at least uh, as part of the card. But he comes in a really poor form. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was a bust at the U.S. Open. I know Brady Cannon liked him at, uh, at Torrey Pines, and Webb Simpson was terrible yep. uh, that week. But that was the first time in ten years he had played Torrey. And JVT, that's one thing when you're handicapping this, you really don't have course form to go right. by, right? Of course. Uh, nobody's played this course in 10 years. Uh, so you're, you're going a lot on current form, and uh, a little bit of it's a guessing game. But uh, t- uh, Tony Finau, minus 125 against Webb Simpson? I'm not sure I'd make Finau uh, yeah. a favorite over any quality uh, player like that in the British. So I think we got Jeff back. Jeff, okay. in, in these last two minutes, you were breaking up pretty bad there. So, so walk us through uh, what we were talking about here with uh, Colin Morikawa and the fact that you think that maybe if it plays easy, uh, it might be working for him out there at the Open. Yeah, that's that's just it, guys. It, when you if you can keep in the fairway and and stick greens, I, I mean, one of the biggest things you look at for here is greens and rag, um, because if you can you can get there on approach, as we know, Morikawa can. Um, you know, again, no wind. I think he'll compete. Um, and but I, I'm with you, Matt. It, it, when it comes down to a matchup, I think that's a great price for Kepka against Morikawa because I think Kepka is going to be in it whether it's easy or difficult. So, yeah, 120, I definitely play that too. All right, Jeff, quickly, um, thumbs up or thumbs down. Bryson DeChambeau at about 30 to 1. Any interest or not? Uh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm out on DeChambeau. I think he's going to, I think he's going to, I mean, he's going to try to bomb it. I think he's going to find himself in some tough spots uh, in the rough, and that's going to be harder to get out of. So I, I'm out on DeChambeau. All right, how about, J- how about JVT's guy, Tommy Fleetwood? Like him or not? Uh, I'm I'm a universal Tommy Fleetwood hater, as much <laughs> as I am Kepka lover. So uh, I'm out on Fleetwood. How about uh, Migliazzi as the top Italian player in this tournament? We have a uh, question from a viewer. Do you like uh, Migliazzi top Italian at minus one ten? Yeah, no, it's it's a coin flip against against uh, Molinari. So for sure, I like that, and I think yeah, I think he's probably sixty forty. So at minus one ten, I take it. All right, good deal. All right, Jeff. Hey, we're up against it, but we appreciate the time. Thank you very much, sir. Good luck. Hey, fellas. Thanks, Jim. Yep, you got it. Jeff Seeley is going to be in our uh, gambling draft again tonight. We're doing nice. the British Open uh, draft at Oasis Bar and Grill here in Las Vegas. Jeff's going to be in it. I, I think you're out. I've heard the JVT has dropped out of the British Open draft. Is uh, that right? Uh, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, you know, duties in terms of moving around actually kind of suck. Okay. Uh, Cutmaker Podcast, by the way, Tim Simons. I can't believe you've never seen Veep, Matt Humans. Uh, check that out with uh, <laughs> Jeff Seely available on all podcast platforms. I don't spend a lot of time watching HBO. Have you ever seen that show, Veep? Not once. Okay. I hear it's great, though. I hear it's great. I- I'm in the middle of the wire. Uh, all right, we'll be back. We have a lot. Hey, news out of the NBA, too. Remember, Kawhi Leonard, we finally got an answer. What happened? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money from the OddsTrader.com studio at the Circa Hotel and Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. And just follow the money. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. It's Matt Eubens filling in uh, for the boys here just this week. Just this week. Um, we had news yesterday out of the association. Not related to the NBA Finals. Uh, a mystery. An enigma. We had no idea what had happened. Some questioned whether or not it was real. Kawhi Leonard partially I never torn questioned it. Of course. You, you know, you're... Pretty smart. I don't think a guy pulls himself out of a Western Conference semifinal no. series because he doesn't want to play anymore. Um, in fact, I was, <laughs> one day you were on the, I think, My Guys in the Desert show with yep. Aaron Renning, and we talked about it, and I said, what do you guys think? Does Kawhi have a torn ACL? That's the only thing I could um, – that was my best guess, right. educated guess, was that Kawhi Leonard's not going to sit out with a sprained knee. And if he's going to miss all these games, and at that point it was like eight playoffs. No, he's games. soft, humans. It's, yeah, he's not it's, soft. Uh, Kawhi's not soft. Now, some people in San Antonio at the end of his tenure there might disagree. Well, of course, remember we <laughs> played. Whatever. Remember we still had the edge. We played the clip of Tony Parker when they were talking I during know. the media. He's it's like, only- "I ruptured my, I ru- I ripped my quad, and I'm playing." And we're like, "Wow, what the hell is going on?" I thought that Kawhi had to have a torn ACL for him yeah. to be sitting out those playoff games. I'll speculate about a guy like Jay Cutler sitting out. Of yep. an NFC Championship game against the Packers, uh, when it looks like uh, he doesn't have a torn ACL, and he didn't, by the way. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard, I, I never questioned oh, this. Right, I, I thought that for him to sit out all those games, it had to be something pretty serious. Yep. And so we get this report yesterday, like out of the <clears> blue, too. It's just like Kawhi Leonard had surgery to repair a partially torn ACL. So, so that's what happened. Uh, we talked. The conversation was, hey, if they made it to the finals, is he going to come back? 
it's relatively clear that he probably wasn't going to come back. A partially torn ACL, relatively serious. To give you an idea of a timetable, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie had a similar uh, injury. Spencer Dinwiddie was cleared for basketball mm-hmm. activities after six months. So six months from now would put you in the range of about January. I would guess, because there was a lot of Clippers are toast. I got, a, I got a celebratory text from Jeff Sherman laughing at me about the Clippers and the perils to next year. And oh, you mean Jeff Sherman, the guy who's been the number one proponent of the Philadelphia Sixers rebuilding <laughs> plan for the last seven years? He was mocking me. He was mocking me. He said, uh, he said tough luck for the Clippers next year. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, six months, I think he'll be back. Um, Tell him tough luck for the Sixers the last uh, six or seven years. Yeah. But uh, – if we're talking six months, and that's, again, resuming basketball activities. Ben Simmons thing not quite working out. If the Clippers <laughs> can make it to the postseason with the roster that they will have, and we'll see what the reconstruction looks like and mm-hmm. what they do with the ancillary pieces, uh, I, I think they're still going to be a playoff team. The seeding, of course, we can talk about. Clippers are kind of a snake bit team, a little bit like oh, the Los Angeles on. Angels. They were uh, like they? Nobody uh, is going to convince me. They were going to win the finals this year because I was healthy. They, hey, they were going to beat the Suns. With a fully healthy roster, which not many teams had right. this year. But if the Clippers were that. close to it, I think they had the best roster top to bottom, and they were going to win the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Obviously didn't play out that way. Yeah, so uh, they, yeah, get, yeah. Uh, they played a lot better than I thought they could without Kawhi at the end of that playoff run. Uh, Jeff Stotts, who covers the injuries like this, yeah, yeah. says Thomas Bryant and Spencer Dinwiddie each missed 60-plus games after undergoing surgery for grade 2 or partial ACL injuries earlier this season. Dinwiddie cleared for basketball activity six months, so of course that will carry over into this next year. Now the adjustment for the Clippers, as uh, Jeff and I were discussing like late last night, early this morning, 25-1 to 1 for the Los Angeles Clippers to win the title next year. You're on board. Uh, no, because I would assume that, uh, look, the market's going to shift. They're going to get off to a slow start. They're probably going to be like a six seed or so. You can wait. You can get probably a better number before Kawhi comes back. Mm-hmm. It'll probably dip in the range of about 40 to 1, and then you can kind of attack. And who knows, right? You're talking about basketball activities resuming in six months. Recovery, coming back, rehab, all of those things. Maybe his first action is like April. And that's not really conducive to... Right now, you would say you're not going to see Kawhi until after the All-Star break? Correct. Right, in February? And it might not be until closer to the playoffs in 2022. Mm-hmm. And, but I would also say, don't count out the Clippers just yet. I wouldn't count out the Clips. Jeff Sherman laughing at me. Ask him about the Sixers. How'd that, how's that going? <laughs> how's that working out? Uh, yeah. He also sent me... He may have also sent me a... Those guys uh, at the Westgate were the biggest proponents of the Sixers the last few years of anybody on the planet. Uh, he How also, many finals appearances have the Sixers made? Finals appearances? Yeah. Not many. None. <laughs> Zero. <Okay. laughs> uh, he also sent me uh, the, uh, By the, way, the opinion you think ben, of a... Is Ben Simmons going to be moved? Yes or no? No. Okay. He also sent me the opinion of a doctor who has, let's say, a questionable background, saying that um, he's probably going to be done for the rest of the year, to which I responded a tweet from the same doctor saying that Giannis was done for the rest of the finals. So... I think uh, I think I will be safe in saying that we're going to see Kawhi Leonard at some point. All right, uh, we still have more golf to come coming up in a couple of minutes. We're going to have Stephen Hennessy with us as we discuss everything for the Open Championship. Hey, let's get back to baseball though. I got a couple more pitchers to throw at you. How about that, huh? Let's follow the money. The BetRivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. BetRivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the BetRivers Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar. Hey, a reminder for you that if you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, BetRivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the BetRivers app or BetRivers.com, find the game that you want to bet on, tap tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. 
Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Got to be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Net Humans and JVT here with you today on Follow the Money. Um, were you mad yesterday? Was your blood boiling as you watched the All-Star game and realizing that 14 players had opted out of the Midsummer no, Classic? I couldn't care less. And in fact, uh, you know, these seasons take such a toll on players physically, I'm surprised more players don't opt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're a first-timer or somewhat new to the All-Star game, you want to be there. Soak in the experience. It's a cool thing. If you're a veteran, after you've been there a few times, don't you just want the days off? Right. You know, I, I think you, about- you might want the three days off and just go home, spend it with your family or whatever. Uh, so, no, I have no problem with players opting out of a game like well, that. I was thinking about that where I was watching the, one of the Chris Bryant at-bats, and it just struck me as like, yeah, this, like this is supposed to be the break, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go play baseball for my break." Like, really? Like, is that really supposed to be fun for you? Well, think about a guy like Shohei Otani. He gets one day off. They were abusing right? him. He's the in the home run derby. He's in the home run derby. He's pitching. <laughs> he's in the lineup last night. He, he he flies home. He gets today off, and then boom, got to go right back to work. Yeah, and um, doesn't get much of a break at all for the All Star break. You know, <laughs> they I'm won't surprised. market him, but they'll just <laughs> they'll just destroy his body <laughs> over the course of two days. We're like, all right, go back to Anaheim. You and I talked about this with uh, USA basketball. I'm I'm surprised as many guys commit to playing that as they do. Kevin yep. Durant. Um, you know, I'm impressed that he signed up to play with USA basketball. These guys don't get much of an off season. And uh, well, I mean, they're Americans. It's their duty if they don't it's treason. So right. <laughs> I'm just surprised that traitors. Uh, more more big time players are not going to be opting out of uh, situations like this in the future. I think that'll be the case. So the more and more money you make, the less your incentive is to play in things like this, right? I mean, one could argue that's not the case. I didn't make a lot of money at Starbucks, and I had no incentive to work. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the experience. Huh? Forget it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah, go. you're going to make talk, a joke. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, buy low, sell high pitchers. I'm, I'm very okay. motivated. Uh, all right, so I, we talk about buy low, sell high pitchers. You've been a little lukewarm on some of them. I think I'm going to go three for three on three guys that are like primed for really good second halves that you want to buy it on. I think I can get you with these three. Uh, I don't think you get all three. Two out of the three, at least. Maybe two. And the one that you're going to have some trouble with, but I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you like it. Alex Cobb of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or the Anaheim Angels, as I call them. California Angels are acceptable as well. 423 ERA in the first half there, Eubens, the first half. And across the board, there's some really solid things, I think, that you like about Alex Cobb, right? Strikeouts are there, double-digit strikeouts, first time in his career at this point, if it maintains itself, that he would average uh, over 10 strikeouts every nine innings. 10.1, we'll call it at this point right now. Uh, The walks, down from last year. Walks are a really big problem for him last year. Uh, And while they're still in the same realm, uh, still right now, 286 in terms of the walks every nine innings. And uh, look, the home runs per nine, at least every nine innings, less than half of a home run, uh, that has worked for you. That has been really, really solid for him. Now, if you look across the board, too, ground ball pitcher, like extreme, extreme ground ball pitcher, right? 263 ground balls uh, to fly balls. Really good job of keeping the ball down. The thing is, he's been getting a little unlucky in terms of some of the other things, right? For example, batting average on balls in play, 324, a little above average, that 300. How about the guy, the strand rate we were talking about, some of these guys are reasonably high, only 58.9% for Alex Cobb. So some bad luck of, uh, you know, you, you don't really allow guys on at a rate that they shouldn't, right? Again, high strikeouts, low walks. But once they get on, they are getting home at an unreasonably high rate here for Alex Cobb. And I think when you look at this overall, humans, I have a dude who has a pretty dynamic fastball, average you know, velocity in the range of about 93, 94 miles an hour, is able to do swings and misses, keeps the ball down. You get a little bit more luck on some of these guys getting on base and some of these balls in play. You know, you've seen flashes from Cobb here every once in a while. I think Cobb is set to have a relatively solid second half of the year. All right, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy on Alex Cobb. Actually, the number one number you didn't mention that I like the most about Alex Cobb, he's, he's thrown 66 innings. Mm-hmm. He's allowed three home runs. All right. He, he's been That's really spectacular. Solid, yep. That's one of the – maybe the best in baseball. Jacob DeGrom, I, I don't even think, has that. 
home run to innings ratio, does uh, it? I mean, DeGrom fell apart really bad at the end of the first half. <laughs> yeah, so he gave up a couple of homers. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Cobb, though, is uh, – I, I do think a, a good buy low candidate, and also the Angels. I'm impressed they get to the All Star break at 45 and 44, one game over with Mike Trout basically missing the last six weeks. He's inching his way back too, and he's close to coming back. I think probably late July is that what it looks like. It seems like it. Like, you know, maybe a week or two after the All Star break. But Angels uh, might be a team to watch in the second half. I've got him at 42 to one win the American League. Okay. So I, you know, I think that there is something there. They have one of the best lineups in baseball, and that's with Trout missing right six weeks. He right. comes back, and they maybe acquire an arm. At the deadline, and Cobb gets some of this regression. Remember, Heaney was one of our guys, too. Both of those guys start to even out. You acquire an arm. Maybe there is something to like here about the Angels. Um, Aaron Nola. Can I get you to buy in on Aaron Nola? 453 ERA, 336 expected fielding independent in the first half of the year. Strikeouts, solid, right? Even with what he's done over the last two seasons, 11.2 strikeouts every nine innings. The walks are down this year. It's actually the lowest walk rate he's had of his career up to this point. But, humans, the thing that has killed him, uh, the home runs. He's been a little unlucky with these balls carrying out of the park, right? He's, for the most part, a ground ball pitcher not as much this year but a home run to fly ball ratio 14.4 percent about 1.4 home runs every nine innings if he can continue to kind of get the ball down here and keep it in the park and get a little bit more luck on some of those balls carrying out right batting average on balls and play evens out a little bit and nola himself has shown some flashes near the end of the first half give me aaron nola as a buy low candidate what do you say well, you don't get many bargains when he pitches. That's it's it, not like yeah. he flies under the radar. But the market has not really adjusted on him. That's a fair point. <clears throat> but one thing about Nola, I do like. He's a high strikeout pitcher, 11.2 per nine. Uh, a little bit disappointing at this point because his, his whip is 1.21. I expect a little bit better from Nola and the Phillies in the second half. So, yeah, I could probably go along with that. The Phillies are a 500 baseball team right now. I think they should be better. Yeah. I would agree. And the last one, this is the one I'm a little tentative on. And he had some problems. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to buy on Blake Snell. Was right it was sick right before the first half and he got sent on, but he's on the IL. Blake Snell, I mean, the walks are just out of control. He's got no command whatsoever. And that's like the thing, right? Across the board, 12 strikeouts every nine innings, all that go, stuff. He can't go deep into any games. Yep. But the, the 5.63 in terms of the walks every nine innings. Yeah, too it's, many walks. It's gotten so bad with well, He runs his pitch count up. Yep. And he can't go in the, deep into games, like I said. So, Bullpen yeah. guy? Now, I'm not going to say bullpen, but I'm not going to buy on Blake Snow yet. All right. Well, two out of the three. It was not the one that I expected, but at least I got you there. Okay. We're not done. Let's get back uh, to what's going on over the pond as Stephen Hennessy joins us, deputy manager editor of Golf Digest, as we take a look at this course, what he likes coming up at the British Open. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app, sign up using promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, and get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks. Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Put an extra S in there. Matt Humans, JVT. Stephen Hennessy is nice enough to give us some time. Deputy Managing Golf ed- uh, Editor of Golf Digest. Stephen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So before we get to some of the uh, specific golfers and what you're looking at uh, across the board, uh, when you look at this course and what you're expecting, weather, everything like that, uh, just give us a general type of golfer that you're looking for because it seems to be pretty consistent across the board. Everybody you talk to, strong irons, you know, fairly accurate off the tee. But what are you looking for in terms of a profile for a golfer? Yeah, I mean, those are two good ones. Um, I'm looking at par-4 scoring also between 400 and 450 yards. There's eight of those uh, par-4s here out of the 12 par-4s. So, you know, I, I think you're, you'd be foolish not to look at that. You know, oftentimes in an open championship, you kind of throw the data out the window just because there's such a randomness that could happen. You know, you hit a good shot, and it just happens to end up in a in a pop bunker, and, you know, you got to scramble. But... Um, you know, there are a couple data points I did look at. There's a ton of trends, too, in terms of who wins an open championship typically. Uh, on average, I think you have played about 11 opens. Uh, you're about 32 years old. Um, and, and these are they're kind of indicative of longer-term um, ability at an open championship, too. It's not just current form. So um, those are sort of the things I looked at. And you know, I think experience on links courses has a huge factor too, because a lot of these data points, you know, don't factor in that randomness of links courses. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, th- that's what I'm looking at. Since uh, 2015, Brooks Kepka is number one in uh, strokes gained on links courses. I like Kepka and that group of favorites. Let's say the uh, top six or seven guys on the board. I've got Kepka at 18 to one. You like Jordan Spieth, and uh, Spieth was 22 to one. Yesterday here at Circus Sports, you can get him right there in that twenty to one range uh, right now. Why do you like Spieth, and uh, do you have him rated much ahead of Kepka? Those are my two favorite bets for sure. Um, and Spieth, I think, is going to end up being the most popular outright bet this week. He's the most, he's the highest owned in DFS. This never ends well, Matt, when someone's the <laughs> most popular pick. Right, right. Uh, so it might be too good to be true, but it's just tough for me not to look at Spieth, the metrics. He's been the best player in 2021, strokes gained per round-wise. Um, his ball striking is as good as anybody, but more so for me, it's the creativity that you need at Lynx courses, his c- complete control of the golf ball. 
know, he knows how to use these slopes to get the ball closer to the hole. If he gets in trouble, you know, there's few people better, uh, you know, scrambling out of trouble than Spieth. So, you know, for all those reasons, I, I think this great 2021 that he's had, you know, in the comeback, he won at Valero, but it just feels like, you know, he, he kind of deserves this major, um, you know, to kind of culminate this big comeback that he's had this year. Yeah, Spieth won in uh, Texas. He outdueled Matt Wallace in that event, and uh, I had Spieth in that event. I bet uh, Matt Wallace this week at circa one seventy-seven to one. JVT, we're hunting for long shots on that mm-hmm. circa app, and uh, you you can find some guys with some pretty attractive numbers. Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest with us, and I, I noticed you retweeted or you tweeted out a story by um, the NFL Network's Cynthia Freeland. And she's a data scientist. She dives into the uh, the numbers here with the uh, British Open and looks at metrics for and uh, has a computer model set up for uh, this. Who does Cynthia like? Who's her computer spit out as guys who are going to be contenders here uh, this week, uh, Stephen? Yes, yeah, she looked at it from a couple different perspectives, different than anyone else in the industry. So just a couple of those things were the, the ability to recover uh, quickly on the next hole. Of course, Jordan Spieth is number one in that uh, metric, and Spieth actually ranks number one for her overall. So, again, he's popular. But a couple of the other things, uh, she looked at par four scoring, but then factored in apex height. So, that's the ability to keep the ball low in some of these wins that they do expect to get, you know, to gus about 25, 30 miles an hour uh, every day, it looks like currently. So, I think you got to control your ball in the wind couple guys that she liked in that category. Daniel Berger uh, rated out the best in that par four scoring with the wind. And Scotty Scheffler, too, who, um, you know, I think could be a, a good play in DFS. Uh, you know, it might be a lot to expect him to win outright, but a top t- top 20 bet uh, plus odds. I think Scheffler played well at the Scottish Open last week, so that's a good one, too. Um, and then being consistent scrambling-wise. So, you know, her interesting point there was if you look at the data strokes gain around the green, uh, you know, oftentimes that factors in someone holding out uh, too much, you know, that shoots up their, their data points too high. So uh, a couple people who are consistent scramblers are Justin Thomas, who I don't think too many people are talking about this week. He's right. one of these favorites, maybe coming in under the radar. And then Webb Simpson too, who, you know, you could probably catch, uh, a little below those those top-tier favorites. But if you talk about someone who plays really well on shorter courses when, you know, power isn't necessarily needed, Webb Simpson's one of those guys, too. So a, a couple different contrarian plays from her. Okay. JVT perked up there because he was talking up Webb Simpson uh, during the break. What's the current Nine. circuit number on uh, Webb? 61 to 1. On Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good number wow. on uh, Webb. And uh, Brady Cannon of uh, VSIN. Likes Daniel Berger a lot, and you can find somewhere around 65 to 1 out there on Daniel Berger. Any deep long shots, Stephen, that you've circled that you think, uh, hey, maybe this guy could come out of nowhere? I mentioned Matt Wallace at 177 to 1. Anything in that range or bigger uh, that caught your eye? Yeah, I think you got to look uh, you know, at, at some longer shots because just like I mentioned, the randomness that could happen on Lynx courses, it brings those type of players in play more so than any other week, I think. So a couple that aren't the longest shots, but Joaquin Neiman at uh, 66-1, to 1, I think he's got the game. Uh, he's one of these you know young studs who people don't talk about in the breath of Matt Wolf, Victor Hovland, but, you know, and Colin Morikawa, but he's as good. He's actually younger than some of those guys, and uh, he's been playing really well. I like him. Mark Leishman, too, 66-1. to 1. Uh, this kind of feels like Mark Leishman's chance to get a major. He's been close a bunch of times. He's good in the wind. He had a really good outing in his last start at the Traveler, stroke skiing off the tee. Uh, one of his best off the tee uh, tournaments uh, in the last two years, so I think this is a great spot for him. Going deeper, I like uh, Lucas Herbert, uh, the Australian who just won the Irish Open and then played well again at the Scottish. Uh, yeah, I think you could probably catch him 150 to one, something like that. I like him first round leader as well. Um, and Sam Burns is kind of coming in under the radar too. I, I don't know if this is necessarily his type of course, but you know, if you look at DraftKings uh, 6300 DFS wise, 
I mean, that's just a crazy misprice on Burns. So, um, yeah, I, I think you got to look hard at these long shots and, and take a couple stabs. One more name, Guido Migliosi, the Italian, who's popped up, uh, finished T4 at the U.S. Open, 150-1. to one. Uh, Him is top Italian, I like, too. I think even odds for that against Francesca Molinari, basically. But uh, he's played a, very well, as you know, Matt, on the European tour, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see him finish you know, top 10 uh, here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Jeff Davis of uh, Circus Sports on the show with us yesterday does a great job of adjusting the golf odds here and offering fair prices and a low hold percentage on the futures board. JBT, some of the guys he just mentioned, uh, Migliozzi, 210 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Brian Harmon, that was a player mentioned by uh, Jeff Seeley, 160. Sam Burns, 180. Uh, I bet Ian Poulter here at 105. Uh, to one, he's so, up to eighty-five. Uh, Stephen, what about a couple of popular players? And Ricky Fowler played well on this course the last time the British was held here. I think in two thousand eleven. Uh, can can any, anybody kind of come out of nowhere like uh, Ricky Fowler and contend here? Uh, you mentioned Lucas Herbert, who I think is a that's a pretty intriguing long shot, by the way. Uh, Fowler is a popular guy, but how about Bezaden Hoot? Fowler, any anybody like that that's kind of off the radar a little bit. Nobody's talking about this week that you would give a chance. I love Zaydenhut, and I think you're right. Not many people are talking about him. His short game, I think, really gives him a chance here. Uh, he's not one of the longest players, but uh, tends to play well on short courses. We saw that at the Players, and he's contended in a couple majors uh, this year. He's just kind of faded on the weekend, but been in some of the final groups going into it. So. Zayden Hood, if you could get him around, you know, 80, 101, um, also a top 20 bet, I think is smart there. Fowler is interesting. Um, he's one of Cynthia Freeland's contrarian picks uh, because he's really good at scrambling uh, the recovery stats. And his par-4 scoring, if you look longer term, uh, he's obviously struggled earlier this year, but he's turning it around, had a couple good finishes in a row, played well at the PGA um, so he's intriguing. He also tends to start pretty fast. So, you know, yeah. if you believe in Fowler, maybe a first-round leader bet is the move. Um, and, yeah, Lee Westwood and Poulter are, are two other guys, too. You mentioned Poulter. I bet him Saturday at the Scottish Open when he was playing well. Caught that 101 on him. And Lee Westwood, too, it, it might be just betting with my heart a little bit, but, you know, it would be great to see Westy, uh, you know, get his major in his home country. He he played so well earlier this year. It, it feels like he deserves it. Just kind of like speed. I'm not going to be surprised if uh, Westwood's in the hunt. I will be surprised if he closes mm-hmm. the deal. Anyway, uh, Stephen, uh, we got to wrap it up on the East Coast tomorrow uh, night or Thursday morning. What time do you wake up to watch the golf coverage? Yeah, I'm going to get up about 3 a.m. I'm going to be doing a live blog for GolfDigest.com, get the coffee going, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a different experience, but it's a ton of fun. All right, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the time again. Thanks, guys. All right. Hey, we're not done yet, too. Nick Bogdanovich is going to be with us in the bottom of the next hour as we get the bookmaker's perspective on everything as we head into the British Open. Final hour of Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, coming at you next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.